bringing it straight from the heart. Feels right from the feels. You're going to have to cue me because I can't hear the music. Boom. We are here, Greg. This is episode eight. Episode eight, man. That's eight, eight weeks. That's two months. Wow. Is it, time flies. That's crazy. Episode eight. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll be on like episode 50, you know? Pretty cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Cheers. <laughs> yes. So everyone today, you know, we're going to, you know, the past seven episodes have been pretty, or at least maybe the past five, right? We've been pretty technical, just like pounding, you know, like technical procedures at you and, you know, tips and tricks. And today we're going to bring it home. We're going to, you know, kind of hold it back a little bit and take it from the heart. We're going to be talking a little bit about, um, you know, some news that came out recently about Adobe decommissioning the product. And, you know, there was a lot of chat on the Rapid community about, oh, wow, you know, what does that mean? Um, you know, what does that mean for RapidWeaver? Um, and uh, today we're just going to be talking about that, maybe a little bit about our origin stories for me and Greg. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be, it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, we're going to we're going to kind of sit back, lay back, talk uh, some fun about our history and about where we see the future of RapidWeaver going. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. How about you, Greg? I am pumped. It's going to be uh, right from the feels, you know, right from the feels, right from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to get this started? Yeah, let's so go. What's so, the, so what's the news? The news. Adobe, well, it was like, I think it was like three weeks ago now, right? So it's not hot off yeah, the presses. We're a late. Yeah, we're a little late. We, we did mention it in one of the podcasts. Um, but uh, yeah, Adobe's decommissioning their main web design tool called Adobe Muse. Um, And what does that mean? Um, You know, obviously there are thousands and thousands of Adobe Muse users that are extremely pissed off right now, right? Um, Well, let me, I guess, let me back up. Let me tell you what Adobe did, right? They did close it off um, and they did ship the very last update that said that Adobe Muse would ever get. And they are going to extend support out. Initially, it was 12 months. But they, I think they've extended it out to like 15 months or something like that because of the uproar. And I guess one user like had a petition, you know, signed up and thousands of people signed it. So Adobe uh, extended it for a whole three months. Oh, boy. But it does mean Adobe Muse is gone, right? Um, So I'll give you a little tidbit of information. I was actually planning on playing around with Adobe Muse later this year and just to maybe tap into the add-on market because there is there was a whole add-on market for Adobe Muse. And um, well, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> save, save, you, save you a bunch of time there. Exactly. Save me a bunch of time. Thank you very much, Adobe. Right? Um, so, but... Yeah, you know, Adobe does have other web design tools, Dreamweaver, which is kind of more on the coder side, not necessarily you know, kind of WYSIWYG drag and drop like RapidWeaver is or or any of the other tools. But a lot of their other tools do have, you know, the ability to create and export web pages. And maybe that's where they're planning on going. I'm not sure to be 100%. And actually, I actually have two friends, you know, I coach a robotics team for my son's high school. And two of my fellow coaches who have actually been coaches on this robotics team for many, many years, uh, both work at Adobe. And I talked to that. I saw them last week and was like, yo, guys, what happened? And uh, they really, they absolutely have no clue. They didn't even know what was going on. They didn't know what was happening, that it was going to happen. Um, and then are really on the Muse team, obviously. Uh, you know, one guy works on Adobe Cloud and the other guy works on Lightroom. So, um, you know, they didn't really know. They were kind of perplexed as well. And I asked them what kind of, 
what their thoughts were and moving forward. And, um, they didn't really know either. So, um, <laughs> I, I think Adobe, this move by Adobe just caught everyone off guard and, uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I definitely plan on, um, once I launch the new Weaver space site to people, uh, since I will have a new fangle fancy site that will, you know, hopefully attract people. That's a lot more attractive than that current website. And I'll be like, Hey, come over here. Look at this, a cool stuff that we got and, uh, look at rapid weaver and stacks and, and all this fancy stuff. So, that's one thing I definitely plan on hoping to do um, this year is to try to you know market to those Adobe Muse users and show them the awesomeness that Rapweaver is because uh, I really do think it is awesome. I don't just say that because I make a living from it, guys. Right? I I do it because I love it, and uh, I'm lucky that I l- I get to do what I love to do every day. So, Greg, what's your thoughts on the whole Adobe Muse uh, decommissioning and and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, we were discussing this earlier, and I found it kind of interesting. This isn't this isn't the first time this has happened, right? Everybody remember iWeb? Everybody remember Front Page? You know, those these tools used to exist, but amazingly, Rapid Weavers persevere, right? And you and I have been around this community for well, it's been ten years now. For me, you've been. Almost ten years, maybe eleven years. Yeah, I've, I've been roughly. a user since two thousand six, but I released my first stack in two thousand nine for free. Um, right. Maybe it was late two thousand eight. I'm not. I don't have any stats on when I released the first free stack. It was around late yeah. two thousand nine, late two thousand eight or two thousand nine. I started selling them in July of two thousand nine. But uh, but yeah, so close yeah. to ten years. Yeah. See, that's that's the big difference for me, right? The iWeb was was closed was closed source. There was no add-ons. Muse didn't have that strong. Must have not not had that strong a community, right? Mm-hmm. Front page was. Um, I don't really have much to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's <laughs> that's that's going way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, that's like the big difference. Is like the the community has evolved over these years to deliver add-ons that continue to meet people's tastes, meet current web trends, mm-hmm. meet all these needs of these users, yep. right? And we've evolved we've evolved with the times and I don't think these tools are able to keep up. They're typically large large companies and we all know how that can be with a large company. Yep. It's just everything's moves a lot slower. And more recently to like iWeb and whatnot, Freeway just last year in 2017, you know, closed up shop. Um, that, w- that was a pretty popular web design sh- um, app for Mac. And uh, I know a lot of freeway users that came over. Um, they're happy users over on Weaver Space now on RapidEaver. And um, they're loving it. it. There was obviously a, a slight learning curve for them because, you know, they're differencing in workflows and whatnot. But they're really loving uh, RapidEaver now. So, yeah, you know, I do think you're right. I think the biggest thing that really sets RapidEaver apart is it's community of not only users but of third-party developers right and i that really does set rapid apart from anything else because it is not just one entity trying to keep up with all the trends right the way i see it yep. is you know we have um you know real mac and they make rapid weaver and they, they can only move so fast right because you know obviously they have a large set of users they don't want to break they have to worry about backwards compatibility and all that jazz right then you kind of have one tier down, which is um, really is the plugin developers, and you have theme developers as well um, that are third-party developers that allow you to, you know, 
that can actually move faster than real Mac, right? So that they can kind of go a little bit farther than what real Mac can do because they can release a theme or an update to stacks um, a lot faster than real Mac could too, because they have effectively a smaller user set, right? And they could take bigger risks because A, they're also smaller companies, right? So they could take a little bit bigger risks. And then another layer below that are Stacks developers, right? Which develop Stacks for the Stacks plugin. And those guys can move even faster than, you know, Isaiah at your head or, you know, Real Mac and RapidWeaver. And that's because A, we can, you know, move faster. We can use newer technologies. Like, you know, if a new library comes out, we can leverage that and really get a, you know, a new product launched to the, to the market a lot faster. Right. And also because it is such a niche product, you know, you know, like Isaiah, your head, you developer of stacks or, you know, real Mac, they can't look at the nitty gritty little niche. They can't possibly develop as many stacks that are out there on the market. Then they could if they just had an API like they do that ha- that allows, you know, a hundred stacks developers or third party developers to develop add-ons, right? They can never yep. hit all the various niches that all these other developers can do on their own, right? It's just impossible. So it really is like, you know, the rising tide raise all raises all boats, right? That saying where, you know, because we have all these developers that are attacking all these niches, it brings everybody up because there's something for everybody you know, in the rap beaver community and more so like the past couple of years, like the stuff that rapid weaver users can now do with rapid weaver is mind boggling. It's stuff that we couldn't even dreamed of being possible in rapid weaver, you know, 10 years ago, right? Five, even five years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. just, just mind boggling. The stuff that we could do now. Yeah, it's absolutely true. The complexity of a stack is just astronomical these days yep. and how much, development time goes into these products and these themes now is is just amazing and how much effort and talent the rapid weaver community has in general um and how it's kept up over these years has it, you know when if you take a step back it's, it's been pretty amazing um i know and then another advantage that the rapid weaver community has over these big companies that we're able to, you know, and this goes with this goes with your with your comments is that we can listen to these users a lot easier than these large companies. So we hear, we get the support, we we can actually listen and adapt a lot better. So our products are, you know, meet that demand when you know when they have it, when the users have it, when they have to add this feature, when they have to do this specific thing. It's easier for us you know, easier in general compared to the other company, right? Some of these features are pretty complex and can take a few months to implement, right? But if you try to put in that feature request with Adobe and Adobe agrees to do it, it might be a six-month development, you know, six-month plus a development cycle mm-hmm. before you even see that, right? Maybe even longer. Maybe it's, you know, the next major update that you have to then pay for, right? Yep. Um, so there are benefits of being the small, you know, in the small niche community. Um a lot of people a lot of people don't necessarily feel comfortable working with these small people like us but you know we're able to serve them better in a lot of ways so it's nice to be able to do that i just remember way back when i started and when i started doing stacks and i i just remember all the little 
one trick pony stacks, you know, everybody was kind of like, Matt, you know, nobody really had to figure it out. Right. Nobody really had a vision for them, but people just pumped out these little one trick stacks that did one things that were like $5, you know, or less. Yep. Right. Um, it's just amazing how things have changed, right? <laughs> yeah, like you know, I'll have stacks like my video wall stack. It's an entire like web application inside that stack. Like you know, it's full blown REST API, everything all baked into that stack. It's not just like some little script that you could just throw into an HTML page. You know what I mean? I mean, there these yeah. some of these stacks that you know, I know you and I have been releasing, and some other developers. They're really like you said, they're really complex stuff, right? And um, you know, it, it it's stuff that you know, Isaiah and, you know, again, real Mac don't have to worry about because, you know, guys like me and you got it all taken care of, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's something, you know, just makes, makes me personally proud of, and I'm sure you are too. Um, there's no doubts about that. Just being able to, you know, survive those bumpy roads, you know, because it hasn't been, it hasn't always been, you know, smooth sailing for, for me right and yeah. you know it's it, we've seen we've seen rap weaver developers come and go and you know friends that you make over the years kind of step out of the game and move on and you know you kind of tip your hat and nod and and bid them adieu but you know it's nice to be able to still be around right yep definitely yeah what do you what do you think about some of the future things for rap weaver what do you think are some going to be some of the bigger stuff down the road and for users to be able to do they think they're gonna so you know what gonna... there i i think the future is bright I, I you know what i have i have a i'm sure you do as well we we both have betas of rapid over eight on our machine and uh you know we definitely are sworn to secrecy okay um the cat has nope, been out no of the bag it's under no it's... comments <laughs> no comments. okay dan, 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 if you're dan will only this, whip this me it's Joe. okay Uh i I will not go into you know um details on what is in the build because it is just a developer release right now but i'm pretty happy with it right um i think um at least for the beta right now it's for me the best beta build that i've received of a pre-release right um i haven't used it on every project you know i try to use it a little bit daily for you know my internal projects but anything i'd obviously help out with a customer i can't work on it because it'll upgrade the the project format and all that jazz right but um i'm happy with it i i wish i could tell you more i'm sure as we get closer to the release date which i have no clue what it is let's just say the release date is this year um i don't know anything other than that okay um and so neither does dan probably because they i think that they want to release this and have it good not necessarily make a date right so um it's great i do enjoy it there are some really nice new features in it. And uh, yeah. And in terms of Stacks 4, that is also under development. No surprise. I'm sure everyone already knew that as well. Um, what is that? I have no clue actually there. I really have no clue. I can't even say I can't tell you because I don't know. I do not know. <laughs> but I know it's going to be uh, awesome. Stumped. I know it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and we know. And we know how good Joe is at keeping secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. if he says he doesn't know, he really doesn't know. <laughs> I, I do not know. I do not know. I am a wide open book. Touche. <laughs> Touche, Greg. Yeah. I've, I found 
I found it interesting how you know Rapid Weaver is a desktop publishing tool. Tool, mm-hmm. right? Yep. People use this to build websites on their desktops, um, our laptops. But now we have this huge trend towards edit. You know, you're building, designing, building your site, and then once you publish it, having all that content editable online outside of Rapid Weaver. Yep. And then still allow is, you to edit your your site from inside Rapid Weaver. It's pretty cool. Um, now. I don't want to go and do a full shameless plug of my, everyone knows I have total CMS, right? And it's great, but it's, it's not only my stuff, right? I mean, it's, it's awesome to see a lot of other CMS solutions out there, right? Because if it was, it was, if it was just me, right. Um, then I'd probably get complacent and not make things better. Right. So we have great things like go CMS and, um, Oh, pulse is out there. And, uh, there's pulse, there's web. Yep. Oh yeah. The web. Yep. Stuff. Yep. Web-yep, totally forgot yep, about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That got and, recently resurrected, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Will 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 took that over, I believe. Will Woodgate there. Mm. He's he's um, I think he's rebuilding a lot of it from scratch. So it should be interesting to see cool. how that how that comes out. Sweetness. Yeah, but I, you know, same same deal. Like when I have when I build the stack now, I have to think a lot about that, right? And how people's tastes have changed, and you know, I had to do a lot of work on Gridiron to make make that content editable by yeah. users after they publish. So, yep. Like you, you, you know, made it work with total CMS so that, you know, users could exactly. save a, C, a CSV file from total CMS. And then it, you, you know, gridiron would display that, um, you know, on the webpage as a table, really cool stuff. So yeah, yep. we definitely, you know, every stack, you know, if I have an image stack, is that image stack going to be editable by the CMS or is the text going to be editable and, and things of that nature, right? Because a lot of that stuff is, you know, users, users are starting to use all these CMS solutions. So we need to make sure that, you know, the stacks that we have can also, you know, leverage all of these solutions, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's because something that's, that was something eye opening for me is that people are using Rapweaver to build sites for not themselves necessarily, but mm-hmm. other people and, and yep. making, making livings off of that. Right. Yeah. You know, which it, is kind of, you know, crazy. it was a few years ago where, um, you know, I started getting emails from people like thanking me for the stuff that I make because that means that they can actually have a web design business, you know? And uh that was very humbling and it made me feel it made me feel good. It, and it kind of made me feel like I was going to another level where it was um you know for a while I I thought it was cool I could make a couple bucks and maybe buy some coffee or some cool new toys, right? And then it turned into hey, you know, I I get to support my family doing, you know, developing these cool stacks. And then it kind of got to the point where it was like, you know, where Yes, I, I make money from developing stacks, but I also I, I now make money by by helping people, you know, and um, there are a lot of web designers out there that, you know, make a living now because of the products that we make. And uh, yes, that is just a really great feeling. Um, you know, I'm sure like it's a feeling like Isaiah had when, you know, he is now I'm now dependent on him, you know, because I. I get to have a living because of what he's done with the stacks plugin. Right. And same thing where, you know, these, these people get to design websites for a living and support their family and feed their children and pay their mortgage because of the products that me and you uh, make Greg. Right. Um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. just amazeballs. Totally yeah, amazeballs. It's, yeah. It's, it's always interesting to see people, the business, there are some businesses and, you know, web businesses, not even web design businesses, built with Rapid Weaver. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's you know people's creativity and, and innovation in that space and how they use your tools yep. or, or software is yeah uh just mind-boggling it's yeah. like look, i would not have thought to do that or use that or use it in that way yep and all so these cms solutions allow them to make the site and hand it off to the customer and then the customer can now manage their entire website right blog yeah. and all yeah uh it's pretty cool yeah yeah so how did you get started? And what was your was, first stack? I was just going to ask you that. How did you get started? What was your What was your, What was your first stack? What was your first my, stack? Funny enough, my first stack that I ever released was a CMS stack. It was really? for cushy CMS. Um, uh, now, now, granted, it wasn't it wasn't cool because it allowed you to once you published it, you could edit stuff with cushy. But once you republished, it wiped it all out. Right. So, uh, <laughs> oops, <laughs> oops, exactly. Oops. And, and you know, you, and you couldn't see any of the stuff in rapid weaver. Right. But yeah, funny enough, my very first stack, um, it was a whole one line of code, you know, um, <laughs> it was just a div with a class of, I think it was CMS editable or something like that. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it worked as it, it wasn't wow. anything fancy. It just, I think it was one setting and a div. That was it. <laughs> yeah nice nice my my first add-on i guess i my first product would have been would have, oh it would have been weaver fm so it was a file managing plugin I believe if i if history's if i can remember it clearly and i remember i remember getting introduced to the community through um through Will, who, you know, Will Woodgate. Yep. And he, you know, he was helping me with a lot of the uh, HTML, CSS stuff. And he actually designed an icon. It was like an MS, almost like an MS paint icon of a, <laughs> looks like a filing cabinet. <laughs> it was gray. It looked like a filing cabinet. And I'm like, this is great. Um, so I, you know, released all the stuff for free initially way back and I was building it in uh, in grad school because I was going to a bunch of weddings. So I, I wanted a way for all of our friends to share their photos from the wedding, mm-hmm. you know, way before, way before we had all the tools we have now to do that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I could, I, I just came to a point where I was looking for all this to do this and I just decided to do it myself. It was like, I'm like, I'll just do it, you know, yeah. and taught, taught, taught myself everything. So why'd you pick Rapid Weaver? I think I I must have picked Rap Weaver up at some and some um some sale. I think I picked it up at some, you know, one of those sale websites or something. Oh, okay. And uh-huh. I wanted to I wanted to make I wanted to make my own website. So I was I was at the time fiddling with hosting my own web server in my apartment. Mm-hmm. So I had I had a DSL line with a static IP. So I run my own web server, host my own website. Geeky. So yeah, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just into I was just into doing it myself and making things on my own. Mm-hmm. So and it, and it let me kind of do that. And it's also well before all the tools we have now, such as you know before Rapweaver is what it is, before before iWeb existed, before Muse existed, before. You know, the online tool, online editors existed like Squarespace and Wix, um, all that kind of stuff. So I had didn't have any really options, right? There wasn't mm-hmm. much 
it was either it was either Dreamweaver, which I wasn't necessarily a fan of yeah. and didn't have a PC, right? Or something like Rapid Weaver and kind of just started started from there, started fiddling with it, building. And next thing I knew, I was like, I need to do this f- feature. And nobody had it. And I just taught myself to code. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So here we are, I guess. Yep. The, the other thing we were talking about before we started here was, you know, what are we talking about online editing stuff? And I, you know, I mentioned some of the competitors for Rapid Weaver and I was talking to you and, and I was saying how I found it interesting how if I see, if I see somebody leave Rapid Weaver, I always see them to go to these companies that, that are advertising, that are hiring these celebrities to build their websites using Wix, using Squarespace. But it just kills me seeing these people jump, jump ship to these companies and leave, leave Rapid Weaver, even WordPress. Like if, at least with WordPress, at least you still own your content. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the big thing for me. And if you search online for, you know, Squarespace and do you own your content, they have an, they have an article specifically written, a help article saying, oh, yes, we absolutely, we absolutely, you know, you, you own your content. Yeah. If you cancel your account, you could download it. But if you read through it, it's like you get an XML file with your content in it, in it, you get, <laughs> it's like, good luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And good luck. Cause you can't, you can't download the themes. You do not own the theme. Yep. So um, the layout, all that stuff, all you get is an XML file with like the text of what you had yep. written. So yeah, these services, you know, it's, it's you're you're on rented space with any of these online services, you know, whether or not it's Wix or, or Squarespace or building your blog on Medium or you know building your your business's group inside Facebook groups or you know any of that stuff right you're you're yeah. you get what you pay for with these things and well, a lot of them are free some of them are not obviously and if you're not if you don't own the service itself then you know what they own it um, you know, you're not going to get a full blown website if Squarespace ever goes bye bye or Wix goes bye bye. You're not going to be able to get your entire website and just publish it to a new hosting company. It's not going to happen, right? So, no. uh, and not only that, like I think that you know, you know, services like Squarespace and Wix allow you to, you know, really get a decent website up with very little effort. Okay, but to get past that point is either impossible or extremely, extremely difficult um, from, from my limited knowledge of their services, right? They don't, they don't well, have they all of the various add-ons to do anything you particularly ever want, right? You're, you're limited to their styles. You're limited to what they want a lot to allow you to do, right? Um, and that's yeah, definitely yeah. a big limitation. Yeah. If you, when you start up like a Squarespace account, your website could look like the next person. Yep. And if you want to do any of the customizations and do all that stuff and you start looking at like custom themes, my, my impression is that the, the costs for this just become really expensive because you need to hire a designer and developer that knows their specific, yep. you know, their, their theme APIs to build you a custom theme. So mm-hmm. you're kind of, you're going to get, it's going to get, you know, 
if you're not going to look look like everybody else, then it's going to get expensive. Yeah. Now I do. Furthermore, have this... oh sorry, go ahead. I, I, I did. I did have one other comment, and you made me think about it. Is that a lot of these companies? They're only web hosting. They don't include email. You can't. Mm. They don't include databases. They don't include any of the other stuff that you typically use when going from just a static HTML page to actually something that's like interactive and usable. So you're, you're left with, Oh, I just paid this money. Now I got to pay more money to get email for my domain or, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I never even thought about that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and I don't, I don't really blame them because email, email hosting is not easy. You know, there's, you have a lot of, you have a lot of issues where, you know, someone accidentally gets their account hacked and the server ends up on a, on a spam list. These companies don't want to deal with that. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's why I think something like, um, Mac hosting, I think that's why Apple shut that down because they, they didn't want to deal with it. They were doing their static mm-hmm. website hosting right out of iWeb and I totally forgot they didn't about want that. to do with email. Yeah. I totally yeah. forgot about that. The dot Mac hosting. <laughs> Yeah, it's yep. it's it's these extra features and stuff like that. It became much more complicated, and then just like now, money from this, it's trouble. Two things about migrating to WordPress, right? One, I, I think it's happening less and less because of all the power that we can now do inside RapidWeaver. Right? We have full online editing and blogging capabilities now with several different you know offerings, not just myself. Right? There are several offerings offerings out there for all of that stuff. So I I see people wanting to leave for WordPress less and less because of what they can't do in RapidWeaver, right? There's less and less that we can't, we can't do in RapidWeaver, you know, now than we ever could. So um, I actually starting to have some people that um, left RapidWeaver a couple of years ago for WordPress, and they've been kind of keeping just keeping an eye on what I've been working on, and they're starting to come back. And that's really nice to see. Uh, and they're, they're really loving the, the, you know, I've been getting a lot of feedback in terms of how how much they missed it and how much they think it's so much more user friendly to create a site and not only that but like the admin areas are are nicer and it's just a, a better experience you know and oh another, yeah I'm not I'm I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no worries go ahead and then uh, you know number two point number two was you know what a lot of people don't think about is when they move to WordPress all the extra maintenance that you have to go with in terms of maintaining WordPress um, you know WordPress is the number one you know, it's like what 33% of the web or something like that right now. Right. And so when you are, when you have that big of a presence on the web, you're going to be the target for attacks and people are going to attack and hack into your website. Um, no matter what, if you're running the latest version of WordPress, if you don't keep that up and maintain all the latest security patches, someone's eventually going to get in. Right. Uh, because again, because they are targeting WordPress all the time. Because it is the biggest out there, um, and not to say that Rapweaver can never be hacked, but if you know most Rapweaver sites are kind of static, there's nothing really to hack. Um, you know, there's no there's no loopholes really to get around. Um, you know, so yeah, WordPress is going to be a pain in the butt. Uh, I know a lot of people that go to WordPress and then they pay someone monthly purely to manage their patch levels and to keep their WordPress security patches all installed. That's just nuts. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I will tell you, thankfully, there are tools that will update WordPress automatically for you. So it kind of mitigates some of that. Oh, okay. For, from what I, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, Chili Dog offers it. I'm not 
saying others don't. Um, it's a tool that will both keep WordPress updated to the latest version, and it could do incremental backups for you. Uh-huh. So, like every night, you can get a nice backup in case some in case something did happen. But mm-hmm. to your to your point, and it, you know, it's similar to your point, and kind of supports your what you're saying is that WordPress is kind of a crapshoot. It's meant to do so much. The add-ons that you're that you're getting just become. It, it's like trying to it's trying to cram so much in functionality into this restrictive area that things get really hard to use mm. and things get really slow. And if it wasn't, you know, if you could, you could look at the charts of what it looks like to run run WordPress under PHP five and PHP seven, mm-hmm. and if it like if it wasn't for PHP seven, <laughs> WordPress would just be. <laughs> It just crawls. It just crawls, and yeah. you know your site. Your site gets affected, and and it, your experience and usability is affected. You know, just your personal frustration with trying to load and edit something so simple on a page is just a nightmare. Yeah. Because here's these, a tangent: PHP seven is so hot. Sorry, it is. PHP seven is hot. Seven if your host great, doesn't support seven. PHP seven. You need to run and go somewhere else. Chili dog hosting, maybe. To chili dog. To yeah. chili dog. Yeah. <laughs> chili dog. I mean, you can get, you can get <laughs> seven, seven was, seven was phenomenally faster than, than five and seven, two is even faster than seven. Yep. And seven, three is going to have, it's going to have some extra goodness to make it even faster. Oh yeah. I haven't, I haven't checked out um, seven, three. Actually, you know, total CMS two I'm working on. It's actually going to require seven dot two. So, um, yeah, I, I wanted to make sure it's, yeah, I'm losing, I'm using some, uh, some of the new hotness in seven, two. Um, just because, yeah, I want to, I want to keep on the bleeding edge and making sure that we're pushing everyone's pushing the web forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Not a problem at chili dog. Um, look forward to, look forward to getting, getting our hands on that. I'm sure. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I don't see too, I don't see too many people jumping necessarily to WordPress. It's those, it's those tools like Wix and Squarespace that we were talking about before. You know, just watching people just not grasp they, they're they're sacrificing their they think you know painful they they think you know this the, the ease of use of, or not ease of use of using rapid weaver or ease of use of using squarespace and just sacrificing that kind of outsourcing that kind of control and mm-hmm. uh, their con- the content and ownership of their stuff yeah sweet giving that up i don't know I can't give that up. I mean, me personally, I can't give up that, you know? Yep. Well, we, we've kind of hit the time. I, you know what? I, I want to quickly dive into my origin story. We didn't get there. I just want to, I'll, oh, I'll try to dive. I'm through sorry, it. Joe. I'll try to dive through it really quick just because we said we were going to do that. So, um, I, I'll try not to ramble on. I'll try. So I started using rapid weaver, um, way back in the day because I was using iWeb and, I had a blog. I was living in London and I was doing like a daily blog of my life, you know, when I lived lived in London and I wanted to change my theme. And I don't know if you ever used iWeb before, but if you ever wanted to change your theme in iWeb, you had to redo every darn page. And I was pissed about that. I was just like, what? This is nuts. And um, I, I had tested Rapidweaver before. Um, a couple you know years before then, um, with blocks and blocks never really, never really um connected with me. 
But I know my dad was building um, a new website for himself using Stacks. And uh, so he was telling me, oh, this this new thing in, in beta called Stacks, you got to check it out. It's it's so much nicer to build sites than blocks. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. So um, I, I started using it and um, didn't really do much with it. I, I mean, I had my personal website and kind of blog with it for, for a couple of years. But in 2008, I had started a real estate company with a friend of mine. And I was in charge of the of the technology. So I was in charge of all the website and stuff like that. So uh, obviously I was using RapidWeaver because I liked it. So I was building all of our websites in RapidWeaver and Stacks. And there were some things that I wanted to do that obviously there weren't third parties. There weren't many third party stacks at the time anyway. Right. Um, and so I started playing around with the Stacks API and, you know, creating little widgets um, for our website and doing some custom stuff. And I was re- releasing all these for free on joeworkman.net. And finally, one day in 2009, Isaiah was like, dude, some of the stuff you got is pretty cool, you know, and uh, I think you should start selling this stuff. And at first I was just like, nah, dude, who wants to buy this stuff? Like, it's just, I'm just doing this stuff for fun. Like, it's just a stack. Like, who would ever want to pay for that? And <laughs> finally, in, um, in July, I got July of 2009, I got an email from Yabdab. And he was starting this new service that he was looking for beta testers for called Cartloom. And it was just kind of kismet where I had Isaiah telling me I needed to sell stacks. And I had Mike saying, hey, I'm looking for beta testers for this new shopping cart thing I got. And um, I was like, okay, why not? Let's give this a shot. And um, the rest is pretty much history, right? I've been selling stacks full time. Um, Well, part time. I started sold my first stack in July 2009. And then I went full time doing stacks development uh, when I got laid off in February of 2011. And um, yep, from been your doing own company. it. From, what? No, Stacks from, from I, I was I was a no uh, that real estate company kind of folded in in 2010, and I was doing consult IT consulting on the side um, or full time, okay. and uh, they wanted me to go back on the road because uh, I was a traveling yeah. consultant. But then uh, I kind of graduated to be like in pre sales. And so I was just going local in the Bay Area, just doing pre-sales and, and you know, sales work. And they wanted me to go back on the road because times were tough. Um, and uh, I said, nah, I'm kind of tired of going out by being, by being on the road because I'd done that for like five years where I'd, I'd leave on Sunday night, come home Thursday and uh, not see my family all week long and just live my life in an office in a hotel room. And uh, I was kind of done with that life. You know, it was fun. I, I, you know, I had some, some good times and it was interesting. And I got a lot of good stuff done, but um, yeah, I, it's not something I was really looking forward to do again. So uh, me and the company decided to part ways in um, February 2011. Um, and uh, yeah, luckily I had already been doing you know stacks for 18 months and um, I kind of had the income from stacks was kind of almost, almost equal to what I was making in the living. Um, so it was a really smooth transition, luckily. Um, I was kind of really lucky with that. Uh, yeah. And- Definitely. Yep. So yeah, now, now I just make stacks for a living. And, uh, you know, I, I was having an interesting discussion the other day where, you know, I, I haven't released many like small stacks, like for the past couple of years, actually, you know, like pretty much everything I've been working on, like I've been working on total CMS, like over 20 hour, 20 to 30 hours a week of that, you know, for like three years, right. Is total CMS. Right. And, um, that's definitely a long-term play, right. I'm, I'm trying to work on the really big products um, where 
to be honest, if I were to release a bunch of slider stacks or button stacks or you know any of these other ones that I could probably bang one out in a day or two days, right? Um, I, to be honest, I'd probably make a lot more money in the short term, right? Um, but uh, you know, I'm definitely focused on the big, you know, game changing products in the community, such as you know, Foundation, Total CMS, you know, stuff like that, where um, really long development cycles, really tough, complex products. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I'm excited, um, you know, for the future, I think, uh, the future definitely is bright for rapid weaver with the stuff that I have coming. I know you have some really amazing stuff coming and I'm sure other developers do as well. And, you know, rapid weaver eight stacks four, um, some really hot stuff coming this year. Um, I'm really excited. The future is bright and, uh, yeah, Greg, any closing thoughts? I am too. And as long as the community is strong. I think Rapid Weaver is strong too. Yep. Sweet. We so will, we, we will weather the storm together, yes. as they say. <laughs> cool. So, Greg, where can everybody find you on the interwebs? Chili Dog Software, Chili Dog Hosting, and, and at Barshard on Twitter. Sweet. I am at Joe Workman everywhere Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, there, also, check out at Weaver's Space. That's two S's in the middle, Weaver's Space on Twitter, on Instagram, and www.weavers.space. And check out our community. And uh, if you want to listen to any past episodes of Weaver Radio, head over to www.weaverradio.com and check out the archives. And you can listen to all of our past shows. And make sure if you enjoy the show, head over to iTunes and leave us a great review. Uh, if you also want to give us some feedback or some praise, uh, send us an email at feedback at weaverradio.com. Cool. Thanks, Greg. It, uh, it was great. Thank it was you, a good sir. show. It was fun. Yeah. Good show. Yes. Thank you. Sweet. Cheers. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Done. That was a good show. Yeah, that was good. Told you. Yeah. <laughs>